Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Daf Kof Chaf. Today's daf has been dedicated by Dr. Isaac Meddeb and his wife Lily in memory of Moshe Ben Rahel Man. Amen. Today's daf is being studied Ben Miriam and Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem began Eden. Amen. Today we begin on Kufyudet Amud Bet, and we will start one, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bottom. Amar Amar Shemuel. Just to review a halacha that we said on yesterday's daf, and just to give it a little more clarity. We learned in our Mishnah, one of the more famous Mishnayot, that after one eats the Korban Pesach, he's not allowed to uh, finish the Seudah with what the Mishnah calls Afikoman. Now, what is Afikoman? So, we saw yesterday a Mahloket. Rab said, that you're not allowed to go and continue eating after you finish the Quran Pesach to another Habura, to another group. What was his concern? His concern was that if you go and eat anything in another group, you might bring Quran Pesach with you to another group, and that's Asur. You're not allowed to eat the Quran Pesach in two different Haburot. So therefore they forbade any eating in another group. But according to Rav, if one wanted to continue eating after the Quran Pesach in his own group, it would be permissible. The Achim did not make such a gazira. Shmuel said, <coughs> his reason was, Kegon urdila'e li v'gozlaya le'abba. He learned it more like dessert. That one is not allowed to eat. Kinuah um, Seuda, we call it a dessert, after the Korban Pesach is eaten. Question is why? So I want to just go through the two major she taught here. Actually, there's three major she taught why uh, one should not eat anything after the Korban Pesach. So the she taught as follows You have the opinion of the Rajbam. The Rajbam brought down that the way the Qurban Pesach is eaten is ala soba. It's eaten on a full stomach. What's the reason why it has to be eaten on a full stomach? So he explained because when it comes to the basar of Qurbanot, it says the pasuk le mushha, that you eat it in a hashuv or an important way. It's not important to eat something when you're ravenous, when you're hungry. But when a person's satiated somewhat, and then he eats basar, so that's more of a hashuv way of eating it. Because of that, <coughs> they explained the Rajbam like this. They don't want you to eat something after the Qurban Pesach. Because by eating something after the Qurban Pesach is a sign that you're still hungry. And therefore, 
they don't want you to come to eat the korban on an empty stomach. So therefore, if they allow you to eat stuff after the Quran Pesach, could be a guy who say, alright, listen, you know, I'll eat the Quran Pesach and I'll have some more food afterwards. By not allowing you to have anything after the Quran Pesach, you're forced to eat everything before the Quran. Hence, it'll allow you to eat the Quran Pesach ala soba. That's the logic of the Rajbam. Now, it should be pointed out, uh, the Yerushalmi has a different understanding why you have to eat the Quran Pesach ala soba. They learn it not because of the Moshcha, but they learn it because you're not allowed to break a bone from the Qurban Pesach. And if you're going to be ravenous or hungry at the time of eating the Qurban Pesach, you might come to pull a bone off. And the Pesach says, That's another reason why you have to eat Allah Soba. Now, the Tosafot gave a different interpretation. Why? He explains simply. You have to have the ta'am of the Qurban Pesach in your mouth. They don't want you to eat something else that would remove the ta'am. That's basically the mahluk al-rajbam and the tosafot in in mafti mahara Pesach of Yikuman. Is it in the nyan so you don't come to eat the Qurban, not ala sova? Or is it in nyan? No. We want you to keep the taste of the Qurban Pesach in your mouth. That's mahluk tosafot and the rajbam. Now, today, Rabbi Yudama Shmuel gives us a different halakha. In maftirin ahar matzah afikoman. Now we discuss, bismanazeh. Bismanazeh, we don't have korban pesah. But we do have matzah. So the question is going to be over here, does the same law apply to the matzah that we eat? Can you eat something after the matzah? Now let's read the Rajbam inside. Because here again we have an interesting mahlukat. <coughs> At the end of the Saudah, we eat matzah. The Rajbam says, The matzah that she eat at the end of the Seder, what are you eating it for? He says, It's zekhir, not for Qurman Pesach. It's zekhir for the matzah that was eaten with the Qurma Pesah. Of course, the Qurma Pesah was eaten on matzot umrurim. So today we don't have Qurma Pesah. <coughs> so therefore you eat a piece of matzah at the end of the seder to commemorate the matzah that was eaten with Qurma Pesah. Bekhlicha. Vezui matzah b'tsu'ah she'anu okhrim ba'acharuna l'shem choba. Rajbam shita is, that is the ikar matzah of the night. The ikar matzah of the night is the matzah that we eat at the end of the seder, uh, as opposed to the matzah that you eat in mutzi matzah, which we would call the first kezayit. No, he holds that the last kezayit is the ikar. He says, don't be fooled by the fact that we're making a barakah in the first kezayit. Because really, that's not the ikar matzah. So why you make a barakah then on the first kezayit? He says, Afal Even though the first kezayit is not the mandatory one, which means, you have no choice but to make the barakah first. Because we learned the Sevara above, how could you fill your stomach, for example, with maror, and then make the barakah, Later. So the same thing over here. We're making the barakah at the beginning at the first eating, but that barakah is really pending for the matzah that you're eating later. It wouldn't make sense to eat matzah 
and then make the berachah later. You stuff to your stomach with matzah, then you're going to make the berachah matzah at the end. So that's the Rajbam's derech. Now, hilkach, mevarek atarvayu bereshah. You make the berachah matzah for both <coughs> eatings in the beginning. Vehadar achil matzah baharunah. And then you eat the matzah in the end. Vehachar otam matzah, that after that matzah, en niftarin mimena baachilat avarachir. You don't need anything else after. Why? Shelo l'shakayach ta'ama. In order that you don't forget the taste. taste. And we're talking about matzah in our time. Teleka pesach bahada. When there's no korma pesach. Ti'i bizman di'i ka pesach. So if you tell me it's the time when we have korma pesach. Ha'be'ed yatran em aftri mahala pesach. Afikoman. Ve'hainu achat pesach matzah nechelet ha'mo. Which is, obviously we're talking about a time when there's no Qumran Pesach. Because the Qumran Pesach we learned in the Mishnah already. Emaftri Mahara Pesach Fi Qumran. Elias is talking about a time when there's no Qumran Pesach. All there is is Matzah. Now, we can analyze for a minute what exactly is the logic of the Rajbam. By Pesach, the logic was what? Because that's the in Al-Soba. And since that's in Al-Soba, we want you to make sure to eat all your dessert first. So you won't come to eat after the Qurban Pesach, meaning you'll still be hungry. So it was a protection to the law of Pesach Nechal al-Sabah. Seemingly, if this Matzah, according to the Rajbam, which is not commemorative to the Qurban Pesach, it's commemorative to the Matzah that is eaten with it, and there's no deen on that Matzah really to eat it al-Sabah. So then why would the Halakha uh, say that after that matzah you can't you can't eat anything. Meaning there are some rishonim that learn that that matzah that we eat at the end of the seder is not a chobah. That, that's not the main matzah. The main matzah is the first matzah. Also, oh, what's the second matzah that we eat, which we would call that fikoman? It's zeker the korban pesach. Oh, if it's zeker the korban pesach, I understand they want to keep the matzah. In sync with the laws of the Qurban Pesach. Just like Emafti Mahara Pesach. So Emafti Mahara Matzah, that's also Zekhir, the Qurban Pesach. But the Rajbam is clearly telling you this is not Zekhir, the Qurban Pesach. This is actually the Yuv Matzah, the Shafti Yongle Seder. This is it. And that Matzah is for the Matzah that's eaten with the Qurban Pesach. So the Kaura, why would you have a deen of Emaftirim? There's no deen. Al-Soba, by that, Qurban Pesach. So that's really the question that the uh, Mufarshim ask on this opinion. How do they explain it then? So, some uh, will say that could be Shemuel, who's the author of the Salakha, also agrees in principle that the Zanyan of Ta'am as well. So by the matzah will say that the reason why you can't eat anything after the matzah is to keep the ta'am of matzah in one's mouth. That's, you have to say uh, something along those lines. Just like you did with the Qurban Pesach, right? Well, this is not for Qurban Pesach. That's the whole point. Shemuel holds that the, um, holds the matzah eating at the end of the seder that is not zekhel the Qurban Pesach. It's zekhel the matzah and echel it So you have to say that could be also holds that what? That it's still a deen to have the taste of the matzah mm. in your mouth, like the other opinions. Now, Gemara is going to try to bring a proof to this deen. No matter how you learn it, 
Shemuel is clearly saying that the matzah that you eat at the end of the seder, there's no eating afterwards. So it comes again when Ron says, <coughs> Tenan. It's one, two, three, four, five lines on the bottom. Tenan, en maftirin achara pesah afikoman. We learned in our Mishnah that you can't eat anything after the Korban uh, Pesach. So the Gemara makes a diuk. Achara Pesach hu delo. Avalehar matzah maftirin. It's Masa only after Korban Pesach you can't eat anything. But what? If after the matzah, you can. That's a question on Shemuel. Lo mebaya kamar. Brother, no. The Mishnah is in a style of lo mebaya. That not only that, meaning lo mebaya har matzah delo nafish tamayu. Which means, for sure it goes without saying that matzah that doesn't have such a strong taste, certainly you can't eat anything afterwards. Why? Because you're going to lose the taste. Matzah doesn't have such a strong aftertaste. And therefore, certainly we're going to tell you that you can't eat after the matzah. Because anything that you can eat after the matzah is going to take away the ta'am. You know what the Hadush al Mishnah is? But the Korban Pesach, which is meat, it has a strong flavor. It's not so easy to get rid of that taste. You might think, let lamba. You might think there's no problem to eat after Korban Pesach. Kamash ma'alan, that even after Pesach you can't eat. So when the Mishnah says, em maftirim ahara Pesach, it means em maftirim even after Pesach. Meaning matzah for sure. Because matzah, like I said, it's not a strong taste. Certainly anything you're going to eat after the matzah is going to take away the taste. So therefore the Hadush al-Mishnah is even Pesach, which has a stronger taste, which is not so easy to get rid of, still it's asur to uh, eat after the Pesach. So therefore you have no question from the Mishnah against uh, Shemuel. Comes the Gemara and says, a question. I'm sorry, a proof. Let us bring now a proof to what Shemuel said. Hasufganim. Sufkani would be like a a sponge cake. That, that's a matzah that's made, let's say, thick. Suf, uh, sfog. Sfog is a sponge. So it's made thick. Ve'ad dubshanim. Dubshanim would be, uh, let's say, it's made with uh, honey. Okay? Has a uh, honey taste to it. Like a cracker. Ve'ad uh, iskiritin. That's also a type of cracker. But it has a very, very... Um, Soft batter. It's not made like a dough, where it's a thick batter. So it's a soft battered, uh, it's like, pastry. like a pastry or something like that. Exactly. So all these items we're talking about, whether it's not hamets, eating on the leil seder. Okay. So what does it say? Hasufganim. Those are matzot are like a sponge. Vedufshanim. It's got honey in it. We like we would call it maybe today like egg matzah. Veskiritin. Eskitin is also comes with a soft batter. Adam memale kereso mehem. On the lens said it, you can fill your stomach with them. Ubilvad, so long as shiyochal kezayit matzah b'harona. Just make sure that after you eat all those, all those non matzah items, make sure the last thing you eat is what? The kezayit of matzah. Oh, b'harona im. You could only eat the matzah as the last item. Barishona, lo. So you see why you can't eat it in the beginning. So what do you see over here? That the last item that you got to eat on Ella said it is matzah. Proof for Shemuel. I mean, eat all your other stuff first. Right? And eat the matzah last. So comes again what says, lo, no proof. 
Lo mebaya ka'amar. The Braita is using a style of Lo mebaya again. Meaning, Lo mebaya berishona dekachi leteavon. It goes without saying that if you're going to eat the matzah first before you eat all these other type of pastries and crackers, for sure it's okay. Because you're eating the matzah leteavon. You're eating the matzah with an appetite. That the Braita did not even have to tell you. It goes without saying that you can eat the matzah first. Because you're eating it, you know, with a healthy appetite. Aval Baharona, the Hadush is that to eat the matzah after you ate all these things, you might think that you cannot eat it at the end. Why? Because it'll be considered achilagasa. It's a forced eating. It's eating on a full stomach. You might think that's not considered eating. Didn't we learn in the first Mishnah in Pesach, in Arbe Pesachim, that said how careful the rabbis were on Ere Pesach, that you don't eat so much, so you don't come to eat the matzah. But Achilat Gasah. So I would have thought that if you have these crackers and these items, that no way you can eat those first and eat the matzah after. Because you can eat the matzah now on a full stomach. Emalo, Kamash Malan. Kamash Malan, you can even eat it after. Uh, what about Achilat Gasah? <laughs> how can it be good? So the explanation is like this. When do we say this in Yarab Achila Gasa? That's when you eat in the afternoon, before the Seder. Because before the Seder, you don't gauge yourself. Because the Seder is far away. So if a person going to eat and eat, he's not going to really be able to gauge, is he full, is he going to be full? Then we make all these type of gifts. But at the Seder itself, it's easy for a person to know exactly how to control himself. How much to eat will still be. Not Achilagasa. So the Hadush the Braita over here is that you can even eat these cookies and the crackers, whatever you call them, first, even though you might think it will eat Achilagasa. No. But certainly, if a person wants to eat these things after the Matzah, no problem. So we have no proof for Shemuel. Okay? Comes the Gemara. Okay, so that's one version of Shemuel. Now we go give a second version. Which is totally the opposite. Mor Zutra Matne Mor Zutra had a text the other way. Amar of Yosef, Amar of Yudama Shemuel, Maftilin You can eat the dessert after the matzah. The first version clearly said, En Maftilin. This version said, No problem. Which is, En Maftilin Mahara Pesach Afikoman. Yeah, that's the Mishnah was talking about the Pesach. But when it comes to the matzah, no problem. So the Kabbalah says, oh, now we're going to go bring all these proofs that we just brought for the first version. We're going to bring them the reverse way for this version. Nema Messiah. Oh, let's bring a proof from our Mishnah. Eh, maftirim, achara pesa, afikoman. Achara pesa, adelo, avalachar matzah, maftirim. I can bring a proof from our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah said, you cannot eat dessert after the pesa. Mashma, only pesa, but matzah, you can. Lo mebaya kama. No, the Mishnah is using lo mebaya style. Lo mebaya har matzah delo nafish tama. Certainly, don't have to tell you after matzah you can't eat because it doesn't have a strong flavor. So certainly you can't eat after because you're going to ruin the flavor. Avalachar pesach emalo. I might think korban pesach which has a strong flavor. Maybe it's okay to eat after. That's why kamash from the Mishnah even korban pesach. No, so you have no proof. Met even now we ask a question. Hasufganim, those are the sponge cakes. Vadufshanim, those are the honey cakes. Vaeskiritim. Those are the ones with the soft batter. Adam and Malek, you can fill your stomach with them. So long as you eat the kazait of the matzah at the end. So the Gibbana says, You have to eat the matzah at the end. 
but not in the beginning. Ah, that's a question on this version, because this version says you can eat after the matzah. Kibra says, lo mebaya kama. No, the bright is using a lo mebaya style. How? Lo mebaya bidishona. Certainly you can eat the matzah first. Why? The kachil te'avon. Because you're eating it with an appetite. Ava baharona datele mechlar chilag gasa emalo. I might have thought that you cannot eat it after. You can eat the matzah after these items because you might come to eat akhilah gasa. Kamash ma'alad that you can even eat it after because it's not going to be considered akhilah gasa. And therefore, you have no question from the brayta. So that's basically the two uh, versions. <laughs> now, the uh, halacha. Obviously, we hold like the first version of Shemuel, uh, and we eat the matzah. Baharona, and we do not need, we do not eat anything after it. So we also follow mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a whole shela. What about uh, drinking? She's eating. We're saying is a problem. But what about drinking? So the Rashbam wants to say that drinking is not a problem because drinking really doesn't take away the tam. And we'll see that uh, inside the Rashbam a little later on. Now the Gemara continues. Okay, Gemara continues. Amar Rava, Rava said, Matzah bezman hazeh deoraita. Umaror drabanan. Okay, we're talking about bezman hazeh, there's no Quran Pesach. Mm-hmm. You have an obligation to eat matzah, and you have an obligation to eat maror. On what level? So Rava says, matzah, even today, is still a mitzvah in a Torah. Even though we don't have Quran Pesach. However, the maror, that we eat today, mm-hmm. that's only mitzvah drabanan. So the Gibran is going to ask, what's the difference? Umayshina maror. What's the reason why maror, you dropped it down to a drabanan? Dikhtiv al masot umrorim. Why? Because it says, with the Quran Pesach, you eat it with matzot umrorim. So therefore, no Quran Pesach, no maror. Therefore, it drops down to a drabanan. Bisman diika Pesach, yesh maror. Good, Mishnah's Maror hinges on Pesach. Yes, Pesach, Korban Pesach, yes, Maror. And Pesach, and Maror. So, give us the Matzana Meh. So, the Matzana, same reason. Haketiv, Almasot, Umrorim. So, do the same thing. Yes, Pesach, yes, Matzah. And Pesach, and Matzah. So, give us the Matzah, Mehidar, Hadar, Bekera. He says, you're right. If that's the only pasuk we had for matzah, we would tell you it's drabanan. But we have another pasuk. The Torah repeats the obligation to eat matzah again. Where? Now, from the fact that the Torah says, what do we learn from there? That you have to eat it even bezman That's teaching you the chayyub of matzah even bezman she'en pesach. Okay, that's the opinion of Rava. That matzah is the oraita. What's the source pasuk? Ba'erev tochelu masot. Good? Now, comes the Gemara and says, Feradaha bar Yaakov amar, Echadze, Ve'echadze, Drabbanan. Feradaha bar Yaakov argues. Hedush. He says, even matzah, Bizman azeh, is only midrabbanan. Ela haketi ba'erev tochelu masot. Feradaha bar Yaakov, What do you do with the extra pasuk of ba'erev tochelu masot? That must be coming to teach us something. So he says, yes. Mm-hmm. 
It's coming to tell me about two people. Mm-hmm. Somebody that was Tamir, that's a person that could not bring Pesach Rishon, correct? Because he was contaminated with corpse Tum'ah, or he was B'derek Lechokah, or he was far away, mm-hmm. where he could not get to, let's say, Yerushalayim, in time to bring the Qurban. Both these people have what in common? They do not bring Qurban Pesach. Mm-hmm. Now, you have a question, I said, they're not bringing Qurban Pesach, but do they eat Matzah? Yes. So the Hadush is the Salka that Amina, I would have thought. Kevan de Pesach lo Achle, since they're not eating Qurban Pesach, Matzah umaror namelo nikhun, that maybe they don't eat Matzah maror as well. Kamash ma'alan that what? No, ba'erif tochlu matzot, that these guys, the Tameh and the Baba Derek Raonka, they're still responsible to Matzah. Now all this is called Bizman, Qurban Pesach. Fizrava learns the Pasuk ba'erif tochlu matzot, for Bizman and Zeh. Mm. Whereas Rabbi Halakha says, no, 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 no. This Ba'ir of Tukhul Matsur is still talking about the times of when there was Qurban Pesach. But we're just talking about two people that could not bring Qurban Pesach. And Da'adush is what? Don't think that they're exempt from everything. Don't think, what's that I bring in Qurban Pesach? They don't have to bring, uh, eat Matsah and Maror. No, no, no. They still have to eat their Matsah Maror. Okay? That's the Deoraita. Right? That's Da'adush Deoraita. But this is all talking about Bisman that there was Qurban Pesach. It's just that they're not bringing the Qurban Pesach because they were Tameh. But it doesn't exempt them from eating Matzah. Why should it exempt them? Huh? It doesn't say Maror. It goes together. It goes together. It goes together. It goes together. Now, the Rava. Oh. So how is Rava going to know that the Tameh and Babi Derek Rehoka that they have an obligation to eat Matzah? I don't need a pasuk to, to come and include the Tameh v'shayab b'derech lechoka. Why? They're not worse than two other people that don't bring Qurban Pesach. Da'aril, that's somebody that was not circumcised. Again, he wasn't circumcised, not out of Peshi'ah, but he was not circumcised because he couldn't circumcise himself. Because his brothers already died Mahmat Milah. So therefore it was dangerous for him to circumcise himself. So even though it's not his fault that he's not circumcised himself, but the Torah says that an Arel cannot bring Karman Pesach. Or a Ben Nechar. What is a Ben Nechar? literally means a stranger. What kind of stranger? Somebody that is estranged from the mitzvot of the Torah. Specifically, we learned in the Gemara above, it means somebody that accepts upon himself the whole Torah. He just doesn't accept upon himself the Isur of Abu Dazara. That's called the Ben Nechar. So the Torah says, such a guy cannot bring Qurban Pesach as well. Now, what does it say regarding those two guys? Kol Arel lo yochalbo. It says, a Arel will not eat it. What does it mean? Bo ino ochel, aval ochel maror. Which means, they do not eat Qurban Pesach. Bo. Implying what? But they can eat, or they have to eat, masa. Ah. So therefore, Rabbah comes along and says, listen, if an Arel and a Ben Nechar, who don't bring Qurban Pesach Rishon, and they're still obligated to eat Matzah, so therefore, who had deen letameh v'shebah b'derek rechokah? Which means he's saying, I agree with you, Rabbah, that letameh v'shebah b'derek rechokah, they have to eat Matzah, uh, 
on uh, Pesach Rishon. No question. You're telling me you need a special pasuk, to come and include them. I said, no, you don't need an extra pasuk to include them. Already, they're not any worse than an Arem and a Ben Nechar that also can't bring Pesach Rishon. And the Torah clearly says, but they would eat matzah. So therefore, he said, and therefore the pasuk ba'ayrev is open, ba'ayrev tochlu matzot, to teach you that even bezman azzeh, the za'ayuv of, to eat matzah. So it comes the Gemara and concludes and says, ve'idach, uh, so what is Ravaha bar Yaakov? Why does Ravaha learn, from learn like Rava did? So he says, ketiv behai, uchtiv behai, v'tzeriche. It says two pesukim. It says ba'erev tochnu matzot, and it tells me kol arel lo yochal bo. I need both those pesukim, and if I didn't have both those pesukim, I would not have known tameh and ba bederech lechoka. You know why? Because there is a major difference between an arel and a tameh veba bederech lechoka. What's the difference? The difference is like this. And there would be like this. An Arem or a Ben Nechar, they don't bring on Pesach Rishon because they can't. But they don't bring as well on Pesach Sheni. There's no, there's no compensation for these people on Pesach Sheni. So by Arel and Ben Nechar, I would say they eat matzah on Pesach Rishon because there's not going to be a Pesach Sheni for them. Mm-hmm. So then, oh, they, they have to eat matzah. But I would say a Tameh and a Babe Derech Lechokah, I might come along and tell me that since anyway they're bringing Pesach Sheni, so I would say, maybe let them eat the matzah on Pesach Sheni. Who told you that they have to eat it on Pesach Rishon? And therefore... If I only had the pasuk of, let's say, Ba'erev Tochlu Matzot, I would tell you that's only coming to include an Arel. If I only had the pasuk Ba'erev Tochlu Matzot, I tell you that's talking about an Arel, and that's talking about a Ben Nechar, because uh, they're not bringing a Pesach But I would have argued and said what? That somebody else, like a Tameh, and a Babadir, that has Pesach abilities, push them off to the next. That's why the Torah to come and tell you the second pasuk as well, called Arel lo Yochalbo. That was only Arel. Oh, so now I need another pasuk of the Arel to come and include even a Tameh and a Babadirik Rehoka. So I need both pasuk. I can, I, if it only told me the Arel to my first thing to include is who? I would say an Arel. I would say the simple Hadush. The Arel, that's not bringing a Pesach Sheni. Eat on Pesach Rishon. Because you know, what, what are you going to eat it? But Sheikh, I will tell you, the Tamir and the Baba de Rokah, listen, you bring the Shini, bring it on the Shini. Oh, so the Torah comes along and tells me, no, call Arel lo Yachalbo. Which tells me, no, no, The Arel doesn't eat, but the Arel does eat on Pesach Rishon. So what's the Pasuk of Ba'arev Tuklumat? So it's coming to tell me, even a Tamir and Baba de Rokah. That bring the Pesach Sheni, still they would eat on Pesach Rishon, but I don't have an open Pasuk to teach me Bismanazeh. Right. So therefore, Rahavar Yaakov says, Matzah Bismanazeh is the Rabbanan. Now, let's read that in the Rashbam. Let's read that now, how he learns that in Rashbam. It's nice to read this Rashbam. Uh, let's read the. 
Ketiv behayu, ketiv behayu, tzlicha. You see, it's uh, one, two, three, right, six lines down in Najbam. Right, the law of Tamer I cannot learn it from Arel and Ben Nechar. Why? Because they have a makeup. Right? The Tamer and the Derek Rahokah, the makeup of Pesach Sheni, Hilkach, Lo Yochan Matzah Berishon, Ad Sheyaseh Pesach Sheni. Right? I would say, let them eat, they could play Matzah, Pesach Sheni, V'yikayim Al Matzot Umorim Yokelu. They could fulfill the Matzah of Pesach, Matzah, Maror, together. Aval Arelu Ben Nechar, Ginu Shiyochlu Matzah Berishon. It makes sense for the Arel and Ben Nechar to eat on Rishon. Why? Da'alo Akhli Basheni. Because they're not eating on this city. If it only said I would say it's on the Pasut one. Oh, come and tell me that what again that even the Tameh and the Babadir also have to uh, eat. Korbat now, we have a pasuk. Sheshet yamim tochal masot. Ubayom ha-shevi'i atzeret la-shem elohecha. Torah says, six days eat matzot, and on the seventh day it's atzeret, meaning it's yom tov. The seventh day of Pesach is called atzeret, which is a stoppage of work, meaning it's a yom tov. Ma-shevi'i reshut, av-sheshet yamim reshut. So the Gemara makes it the rasha. We all agree that on the seventh day, there is no obligation eat matzah. So the Gemara says, just like on the seventh day of Pesach, there is no obligation to eat matzah, so too on the six days, that the Torah also put in that same pasuk, there's no obligation to eat matzah. My ta'ama, what's the reason, how'd you get to that? So the Gemara says, have davar shaya bechlal. We have the 13 midot, uh, the way to extrapolate Hindushim from the Torah. One of them is called davar shayab bichlal, something that was in the general uh, uh, learning or general teaching. The menaklal, the lamid, and it uh, came out of the klal and became a specific. Lo lelamid It's not only coming to teach me a deen on the specific. It's coming to teach me a deen on the general. Ah, now let's put that into practice. So he says. Uh, look at Rashi. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Arashbam, I'm sorry. Look at uh, Rashi. Okay? The seventh day is the shoot. I don't say the seventh day is the shoot. Because all the Pasuk says, If there was a Pasuk, so therefore you see Shidi'i went out of the cloud. Already, yeah. Already it, 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 it's, it's different than the 
the others. Because we have another person that's going to say, Shiva'at Yamim Tukham Asot. Now, what's Shiva'at Yamim Tukham Asot? That's a clown. Seven days, you got to eat Matzah. Then you tell me what? No, no, but Yom HaShivi'at said it. So it was in the klal of, of Hayyuv, and then you took it out. You came along and put the seventh day out. separate, right? So now, when you take the seventh day and put it separate, the rule is, <laughs> It's not only coming and telling your deed in the seventh, but It's coming to tell your deed in the whole klal. And therefore it's clearly coming to tell me all seven days are reshut. Mm-hmm. Let's get the, the style of this, uh, this klal again. This principle. You have a klal. Shabbat, yamin, tochal, matzor. Put him on the seven days together. Seven days, you got to eat matzah. Hayuf. Hayuf, you got to eat matzah. Then what does it tell me? No. So you took something that was in the general rule. And you, it, it, it left it. It 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 it, it, um, one day, like. it left the klal, and now it's coming to tell you. Well, the seventh day is no hayuf to eat matzah. Atzeret is yom tov, but no matzah. Oh, so we have a rule. Kol davashia bechlal, v'yatzam min haklal, lo lelamed alatz moyatza. It's not only coming to tell you din on the seventh day. It's coming to tell me a whole understanding on the entire klal. It means what? Just like the seventh day, it's not mandatory. So to all seven, so days. To all seven days, it is not mandatory. Oh, so now we have one more question. So if all seven days are not mandatory, what about the first night? You tell me even if, because isn't the first night included in the seven days? So you tell me what, there's no hayyuf to on the first night? So look at the Gemara. The Gemara says, My ta'ma, havi devashiya bechlal, v'yatsamana klal lelamed, lo lelamed ala tzmo yatsa, el lelamed ala klal kulo yatsa. Yachol af layla harishon neshut. Oh, you can tell me even Laila Rishon? Kamudomar al Masot Umrurim Yochilu. Can't be. We know you have to eat Matzah on the first night. Doesn't it say Al Masot Umrurim Yochilu? But you have to eat the Korban Pesach with Masah and Maror. Yeah, but that's only in the Elab is much with the Kayam. That only tells me that there's a Hayuf to eat Matzah when, when there's Beta Mikdash and there's a Korban Pesach. There's much in Beta Mikdash Kayam Minayin. How do you know that even when there's no Beta Mikdash, there's a Hayuf to eat Matzah on the first night? Tamudomar Ba'erif Tokhlu Matzot. Because you have an extra Pasuk. Ba'erif Tokhlu Hakatuf Kabo Chobah. The Torah established it as a Chobah. So therefore, seven days. If a guy doesn't want to have any matzah, just wants to eat meat, let's say, like the Rajbam says, no problem, there's no hayyuf to eat matzah after the first night. But I only know the first night from Amatzot Umrorim. That's in the times that there was Qurban Pesach. How do I know when there's no Qurban Pesach, there's still a hayyuf to eat? Because there's not a Pasuk Ba'erev, Tukhlu Matzot. So what does the writer prove to me? That there's a hayyuf de oraita, afilu bezmanazeh to eat matzah. Proof positive for which opinion? For Rava. So that's what Sanya Kevate de Rava. What's the purpose of the Pesach in the times of the Beit HaMikdash? To, to tell me that you have to eat the Matzah with the Korban Pesach. You would think that maybe you exempt the whole Pesach. Because when we say Shiva Hashem is Rishut, seven days are in Rishut. But the first night is a Hayuv. What's the Hayuv to eat the Matzah and the Maror with the Korban Pesach together? So I have a Hayuv on the first night of Pesach to eat Matzah. Matzot Umrorim Yochilu. What is the Pesach to eat six days? So I'm telling you, it's when, it, when it comes and tells you that uh, for, 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 for one, day it's no good. one day you're exempt. 
Now, that one day you're exempt is leaving the other pasuk of seven days. You hayav. So therefore, we make a derasha, just like on the 6th, because it says, So we say, just like on the 6th, um, just like on the 7th, I'm sorry, you're exempt, right? So too on the, the rest of the days as well, because it was included in the Shiva'at Shamin, and it was Yotzeh Menaklal, Lo lelamed al-atzmo, Elo lelamed al-aklal kulo. Oh, very good, so you're exempt, all, you're exempt all 7 days now. Once you exempt all 7 days, Alright, that means even the first night? Isn't the first night included in the seven days? You're right, it would be. But I got another pasuk. Okay, but I have to chlum matzot. Eat the karam pesach, eat the matzah, eat the maron. That's bezman shikadon shikayam. How do I know even... Today, Bizman Azir, I got another Pasuk. Ba'erev Tochlo Matzot. Which teaches me what? That even Bizman Azir, the Lake of Karman Pesach, eat the Matzah on the first night. And therefore, that's a proof positive for Rava. Now, the Rashbam here, very important Rashbam, summarizes all these halachot. The Rashbam says like this. Let's read the Rashbam inside. Look at the Rashbam. Shabrinan. At one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines before the Mishnah in the Rashbam. Seven lines before the Mishnah mm-hmm. in the Rashbam. Shamainan, first word on the line. The Matzah Bizman Deoraita. First is giving you halakha. Yeah. We posek like Rava. Matzah Bizman Deoraita. Umaror de Rabbanan. Why? That Tanya Kimote de Rava. Because we brought a Braita to support Rava. Now, whenever you can bring a Tanayic proof for the opinion of an Amorah, obviously that fortifies and therefore we're going to take it as halakha. Mm-hmm. And we also hold, can be Yohanan the Amar, the Eir Ochrina Har Matzat Chovat Sheba Acharona Klum. We also hold, regarding the first Mahlok we discussed today, like the first version of Shemuel, that says what? Eir Maftiri Mahar Matzah Afikoman. And he's telling you that that matzah that we eat at the end of the seder, that's the last item that you eat. The Lord lift your ta'am matzah mine. In order not to take away the ta'am of the matzah. Aval shtiyat yayin. But to drink wine, lo miftile. Because we do drink it. Why? lo mine. It sounds like from the Rajbam, not only the hayuv kosot, which we stop drinking is not mevatil, of the whole reason is not to mevatil ta'am. That's only by Akhila. But Shtiyah, no. So that's the way that Ashbam summarizes the halakha over here. Now we move on to the next Mishnah. Now, we learned earlier in the Masechet an opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. That's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, and then we can uh, understand this Mishnah much clearly. Rabbi Yehuda had an opinion regarding the group of the Qur'an Pesach. We call that the Habura. So his shita was like this. You have a habura, let's say of 20 people. Right? They all signed on, they all registered to bring the Qurban Pesach itself. A Qurban Pesach can be eaten by the group. You can split the group up. It can be eaten b'shteh haburot. Meaning, if 10 guys want to eat their Qurban Pesach in one place, and the other 10 guys want to eat it in a different place, you can split up and eat it in different places. However, the individual... The individual is not allowed to eat it in two different places. And once he signs on to eat on the left side, he's got to eat on the left side. He cannot go now and eat with the guys on the right side. So that was a Yudah's uh, shita. The groups can split up, but the individuals in the group cannot. And actually, we proved in the earlier Gemariot that we had Stam Mishnayot, like that opinion. 
She's, it sounded like the Shita of the Mishnah was also following that opinion as well, that you're not allowed to split up individuals to eat in two different places. Now with that understanding, we can read our Mishnah. Yashnu miksatan yochelu. Group sat down to eat the Qurman Pesach. Part of the group fell asleep. That's possible. You have to remember, it's Lez Seder. Right? Already they're drinking wine. This is already the Pesach eaten at the end of the Seder. So people lost and they fell asleep. So Yashnu miksatan. Now they woke up. Okay? So the She'ela is... Can they go back and continue eating from the Qurban Pesach? That's the Shaila. Well, I get up and go back to eat. Well, the Mishnah does say, Yochelu. No problem, go back to eat. But it does say, Kulan lo Yochelu. If the whole group fell asleep, and then they got up, you can't eat Qurban Pesach anymore. Why? So, Rajbam is going to tell us, because it looks like they're eating in two different places. Once they go to sleep, it's like a hefsek, it's an interruption, it's a sehadat. Now, granted, they're not eating in two different places. They're going back to the exact spot where they started to eat. This is merely a humrah. It's a stringency, because it's like a gizirah. It looks like you fell asleep, now you wake up. It's like each guy is now eating his kurvan pesa in two different places. And since we posek like... Rabbi Yehuda, and he holds that that is not legitimate, so they were strict on this as well. However, if part of the group is still up, so okay, so you're drawn after the group still. The group is still there eating, so when an individual fell asleep, it's not considered a new place, because the group is still there. But when everybody falls asleep, then already it's a problem. Now, look at the Rajbam to read this inside. Yashnu kulan lo yochil. And they started to eat the Qurman Pesach. The Yeshnu, they all fell asleep. Or they, they fell asleep. Why? It looks like he's eating his Qurman Pesach in two different places. Why? Once they fell asleep, obviously their minds off of eating. Correct? When you fall asleep, that's it. You're not eating anymore. So the Tana gives it a deen of eating in two places. Listen, it's not two places. It's just a stringency that they're giving it like that. Okay. Now, let's continue the Mishnah. The Mishnah continues. Rabbi Yosef Omer. Rabbi Yosef says, uh, he starts making a haluk between mitnamnem, which would mean dozing off, so not a deep sleep, or nirdemu, which we considered a deep sleep. Now, what is the Biyose doing over here? Is the Biyose coming to be stringent on the Tanakama? Is he coming to be lenient on the Tanakama? So here we have a great mahloket amongst the opinions. The Rajbam, as well as the Rosh, have one opinion in Rabbi Yoseh. They learn like this. The Hadush is like this. If, when Tanakama said, Tanakama made a Hiduk, Nirdemu they were talking about. Tanakama was talking about deep sleep. And Tanakama's opinion was what? It depends if it was all of them, or it was part of them. All of them, they cannot continue eating. 
part of them, continue. they can continue, uh, when they wake up, they can continue eating. To that, Rabbi Yosef comes along and says, if nirdemu, in all cases, lo yochelu. Again, Rabbi Yosef says, even if it was part of them, nirdemu, deep sleep, you never can come back. Not only when it's all of them, but even part of them. Oh, so what's the deen of the Mishnah? The deen of the Mishnah is by Nitnam Nemu. There you have the Hiduk. Nitnam Nemu Miksatan Yochelu. Nitnam Nemu Kulan No Yochelu. But by Nitnam always Asur. So comes the Biyo Sitri Mahmir. That deen of the first part of our Mishnah that said that what? That if the Miksatan, uh, if Miksatan fell asleep, they can continue, mm-hmm. that's only said by mitnamnim, but by nirdam, even miksatam, asur. So basically if you're charting it, very easy, according to the Biyoseh, nirdam, always asur, there's never a case where it's mutan, and mitnamnim, hiluk, miksatan, they can go back, mitnamnimu, kulan, it's going to be totally asur. That's the way that Bam understands. However, according to Harambam, he understands the Mishnah differently. He understands like this. Right, now we're going to go to Rambam. He learns like this. We agree. By the case of Nirdam, where they actually fell into a deep sleep, there's going to be a hiluk between Miksatan and Kulam. Miksatan Yochelu, like Tanakama said, and nirdemu kulam lo yochel. The hadush is that he's coming to be more mekel. He's coming along to say, but if they mitnam nem, it's always mutar, even if it was kulam. Meaning Tanakama did not make a haluk. Tanakama said there's no difference between nirdam, there's no difference between mitnam nem. The haluk is in Tanakama, kulam, miksatan. Levels of sleep, they don't mehalik. But Harambam says, Rabbi Yosef is coming along to say what? That no, in Nirdam I'll make this haluk between Miksatan and Kulan. But in Mitnamnem, always Mutar. So he's coming to be more lenient than the Tanakama. Whereas the Tanakama said, don't make a haluk in levels of sleep. The haluk for Tanakama is very simple. Kulan, Miksatan. Kulan, Asur, Miksatan, Mutar, always. Comes the Biyosei, comes along and says, yes, I agree, by Nirdam, we're going to make this Hiluk, by a deep sleep, by a, a, a dosing off, always Mutar, no Hiluk between Miksatan and Kulat, that comes out of Biyosei would be more, Mekel than the Tanakama, good, comes the Mishnah and continues, HaPesach Achar Hatsot Metameta Yadayim, okay, new law, Kurban Pesach, after Hatsot, which is halachic midnight, we'll call that. If somebody touches it, his hands become tameh. Why? Because there's a law that says anything that falls into the category of notar, notar is leftovers of a korban. Once the korban becomes asur to eat, it turns into notar. Okay? So the rabbis gave me a gezerah. You touch notar, your hands become a sheni, the tum'ah. Not your whole body. Meaning they're going to give the notar a rabbinic deen of erishon. That's going to have an ability to metameh the yadayim to make it a sheni, as the Mishnah says. Hapigul v'anotar metamim et yadayim. What is pigul? Pigul is a korban where, let's say, one of the surfaces were done be pisul. What type of pisul? Pisul and machshava. What type of pisul and machshava? 
the Kohen had intention to eat the Korban past its time. It can only be eaten, let's say, for, um, uh, for uh, let's say, uh, two nights and uh, one day, uh, or two days and one night, uh, and he is coming out to eat it for three days. That's already pigul. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the deen is pigul, but the Korban itself has rabbinic tumah that somebody touches it, his hands become a shini. Okay, so now the Gemara starts. Rabbi Yosef said, if the person is mitnamnim, he dozes off, they can still eat. Nirdemu lo yochedu. But if it was nirdam, they cannot eat. What's the case of dozing off? You have to give me the headlook between a doze or a deep sleep. He's sleeping, but he's not sleeping. He's up, but he's not up. Which means he's somewhere in the middle. If you call him by his name, he's, 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 he's awake enough to respond. However, but he cannot answer things that require thought. For example, that Rashbam says, if you ask him, where did you place such and such an item? He can't, uh, answer, he can't answer. answer. However, But if you remind him, he can remember, which means, if you tell him, did you put the item on the table uh, in the living room? He says, yes, yes. Which is when you remind him, he can remember, that's already considered mitnamdim. Abaye Abayatif Kamed Rabah. Abaye was sitting on Lela Seder in front of Rabah. Hazadika Nimnim. Okay, so he saw that he was he was dozing off. Amarle. So he told him. Minam Kanaimor. Says you're sleeping? They're eating the Korapes or not the Korapes, eating the Matzah. Right? No, I'm not uh, in a deep sleep. I'm just uh, dozing off. Utnan, and we learned in the Mishnah, nitnam nemu yochelu. That if somebody is mitnam nem, he can continue eating. Nirdemu lo yochelu. But what nirdam lo yochelu? Now the Rashbam learns this story as a proof. The Shita. Because again, he was sitting with Abaye and Rabba. There were two people, right? Abaye was still up. Right? Rabba fell asleep. So Rabba came along and said, Oh no, I was only here uh, name, so I can continue. Why can he continue? Because only because Abaye was still up. Implying what? That even in name, we have a haluk between if it's Miksatan or it is Kulan. Look at the Rajbam inside. The Rajbam says, um, the Rajbam will start from Havam min namnim. So the Rajbam in the Gemara. Rabal lehar shithid lehechol matzat chobah baharunah. He started eating the matzah. Right? In the middle of his eating, he fell asleep. Nitamnemu yochelu tnan. He said, what do you mean? We learned in the Mishnah, Nitamnemu according to the Biyoseh. It's okay. However, if he would have fallen asleep, which means, even if he was the only one that fell asleep, which means he was nirdam, meaning even though it was miksat, he was the only one, even if everybody else stayed up, right? Because nirdam, according to Rabbi Yosei, is always asur. Right, according to Rashbam, the dam is always asur. 
the Hidush is on, the Hiluk between Miksat and Kulan is only by Mitnamnim. So therefore, the Sfirah can be Yoseh. Taman Nirdimu, Afidu Miksatam no Yochelu. So therefore, what happened was, uh, Rabah fell asleep. Now, Abaye told me, is this a deep sleep? Because if it's a deep sleep, it's over. Even though Abaye was still up. Because the Yoseh understands that what deep sleep is always, that's what he's Mahmir on. Tanakama. Right. So Rabbi said, no, 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 I was not in a deep sleep. I was mitnamnim. And therefore, since you were up, so therefore it's mitnamnim, it's right. mitsatam, it's mitnamnim, so therefore I can continue eating. However, if, two options, if Rabbi was nirdam, he would not be allowed to go back and eat, or if he was the only one, right? If he was nirdam, Abaye was also uh, nirdam with him, certainly would be asur, or even if Abaye was mitnamnim with Abaye, uh, with Rabah. Both, no, both of them mitnamnim would be asur. According to Rashbam, understanding of Rabbi Yoseh. Again, Rabbi Yoseh learns that the whole Hiluk is in what? Is mitnamnim. And therefore, miksatan mutar, kulan asur. Nirdam, always asur. So therefore, that's what Abah was saying. He said, I wasn't nirdam. Because if I was near Dam, I'll be, I'll be Asur. Even though you're still up. Because the Dam's always Asur. However, it's always Dam Dam And you're up. That's fine. That's fine. I can go back and eat. Baruch Adonai Olam.